0: you're listening to music tectonics
1: what's up it's dimitri we're back with music tectonics at medium having a blast we've heard from a lot of the medium lab startups but today we're going to talk to roy lamana from video they're not a startup i would say they're a little further along than a lot of the folks that are competing um how are you doing roy doing good thank you i met you at Meetum a couple years ago i guess you like coming here yeah I love it yeah weather's great cool so I'm gonna jump in right away and some people hate this question but when the person sitting next to you on an airplane asks you what you do and you actually give them an answer what
0: do you say um, usually I keep it really kind of um, short and sweet because uh, depending on who I'm talking to there's usually like a hundred thousand follow-up questions you know and unfortunately like especially if I'm on an airplane I'm usually uh, utilizing that time to kind of catch up on work or whatever so I'm I, I kind of keep it just very short and sweet. I just say I, I do marketing for artists or for, you know, entertainment stuff. And Okay, so yeah.
1: let's take it one step further. It's an aunt or an uncle. You have to answer the question.
0: <laughs> what do yeah. you tell them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what we do is that we say we represent you know, artists on uh, digital service providers. So like on streaming networks like YouTube and Spotify, you know, again, like keep it very like high level, gotcha. um, mostly with a video focus, obviously, as, as the name implies.
1: Right. And when they say, what do you mean represent? What do you say? You, like you're booking concerts for them? You're their manager. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's usually honestly the follow up question. So I should probably get the initial answer a little bit better. Okay. But yeah, the um, what we usually say is that, like, yeah, we represent their rights when they create content. They have rights and they have rights on our content. And so we have a digital platform to help support and monetize that content across the you know digital service providers.
1: So what's the next question that somebody in the music industry asks? Do they then say, oh, you're a distributor? Is that what they say?
0: Well, usually they ask is like, are you like um, TuneCore? Are you like, you know, they kind of are usually like aware of like one of the competitors in a space. And then that's when I kind of get into like how we differentiate ourselves. I want to hear that. Tell okay. me how you differentiate. <laughs> So, I mean, the the biggest thing, of course, is that we're video, you know, we were video first, so we actually put in uh, the video distribution elements. One of the things that we kind of recognized early on was that the idea that um, video was going to be like a more uh, important component to like the artist like ecosystem on an ongoing basis. And at the time that we started, it, YouTube was like kind of the eight hundred pound gorilla. But one of the things that I kind of was thinking was that like it would have to kind of decentralize after a certain point. Right. And so at the time that we started the company, um, there wasn't really much like in terms of major players. There was a company called Muzu, there was a company called Daily Motion. You know, they're kind of still, well, Muzu went out, out of business. Daily Motion was kind of like, you know, like they kind of took a back seat, I guess. Uh, and it wasn't until like really like Facebook and Instagram and Apple and stuff like that and even Spotify with their vertical video integration uh, got into video that we really kind of established like a very legitimate place in the market because no one else really kind of built out that that ecosystem for video distribution like they do for audio.
1: When you said you kind of had this early sense of this was going to be a thing. What were your indications? What were you looking at? How did you come up with that?
0: I mean, I I think it's just uh, that like one of the things I think that was like most interesting to me is like when you look at something like YouTube and like, you know, YouTube is being like the largest um, platform for the consumption of music. And that fact that it was very visual. And then you also looked at like the genres of music that were kind of moving the needle, which is like hip hop, um, which also tends to be like a very visual. Um, you know, so if a hip hop artist has five songs, usually there's five videos accompanying uh, to it. So I just figured, you know, YouTube is just commanding such a huge market share in the visual space that just by nature of like competition of capitalism, that there's going to be other people kind of coming in to try and you know compete with them.
1: Interesting. So. Um That's that's cool. How has your technology evolved with kind of the changing demands of the industry?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I think the initial like inclination was that like we were going to be like a Hootsuite for. So our original kind of tagline was like TuneCore for video. And then it was like Hootsuite for video. So it was like the idea originally was that it was going to be very much like you know, audio distribution where like you would create one piece of video and then we would connect to all the, the different platforms that supported video. And then you would just do like a one and done kind of distribution or whatever. Um, what has changed is that it's actually much different than that, meaning that like the platforms that are now supporting video kind of find their own like type of video that really works for them. So it's not one type of video. It's really, if you have five platforms, it's kind of five different. They're all trying to figure out like their own kind of you know video needs, which, which isn't necessarily like just the music video, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it might be short form. It might be long form. Some people are going towards, you know, like obviously you look at Instagram, it's short-term kind of short-form, ephemeral type content. And then you look at like even like YouTube, obviously get music videos. And then you look at like um, even like Facebook or whatever, and it's like, and then you know they try and do mid-roll ads, so they want longer, you know, they want ten-minute plus videos. So you know, obviously for the artists, it, it actually doesn't really mean like a hootsuite for video. It means creating and having a very precise video plan for the different platforms.
1: So how that impact your technology?
0: Well, I mean, what it essentially meant is that we had a, you know, it, when we're setting up the supply chain for these partners, we're, we're sending them very different types of videos. And so you have to really create a system that could handle like the different types of metadata because the metadata for a music video is entirely different than like the metadata for like some sort of like piece of ephemeral content. Mm. Or like if you're uploading like, you know, long form, you know, uh, pre-produced, type content. So
1: metadata, metadata is a conversation across the industry right now. Um, how does the metadata that you're dealing with differ say from a more traditional recording industry, uh, you know, released album type stuff?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it is that like uh, we try and create like a really good user experience on like uploading and the delivery of the content. Uh, we also have um, a new functionality called the shared with me folder. So like one of our value propositions is that we could pay all the people relative to the asset, you know, in the supply chain. So like, if you, you know, if you're a producer or a co-writer or a manager or an artist, like you not only get payments, which is something that other providers also uh, supply, but what we also allow you to do is like suggest metadata changes that could then be approved. So like, there's certain metadata that like is is better known by like, for instance, like the director, you know, of the music video who could actually like see the content, suggest changes or the writers or um, or, the, or the label or whatever. So that that asset is shared and then they could actually make a change within the video platform. And then that and then that once approved will then communicate with all the outside APIs of the dif- of the different digital service providers. Gotcha. So okay. it kind of crowdsources it, so to speak. You know? Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, as a tech company who's intimately involved with video, what do you think is next for video? What are some of the patterns you see emerging uh, you know, you probably have a nice kind of like uh, broad scope of, of yeah. what you can see.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, so the leading kind of form of video right now is the music video, right? Which is obviously like a horizontal, you know, configuration that was really meant for TVs. Um, but most of the consumption right now is happening in mobile phones. It's also happening in like other countries outside the US where, you know, they don't necessarily have like the, you know, the television cable set up to they kind of they're essentially leapfrogging technologies and going right to streaming services and it's primarily on our mobile phone. So, I mean, obviously, like, you know, handling and uh, creating video that's optimized for the mobile device, which is obviously vertical, uh, I think is a big thing. And then also creating content um, that is visual around like a catalog of songs. So let's just say if you have like 50 songs, you've only created like two videos or whatever. I think like creating some sort of like visual element that keeps the eyes and the ears like kind of stimulated at the same time is going to be something we'll see more of as well.
1: Interesting. Are you seeing any other like um, interesting patterns in terms of how other platforms besides YouTube or even Instagram are being used in video?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the platforms are still kind of figuring that out, you know, which is why you haven't really seen like Spotify, you know, dive really headfirst into the vertical video. They've kind of stuck their toe in there. Um, But I do see things that are interesting, like in terms of like um, what people are doing right now is like creating like Instagram stories that you could preview the entire album. So they're creating like a visual element and there might be 10 Instagram stories and each one is 15 seconds long or whatever. And you could swipe through and you basically just hit, you know, hear the hooks.
1: That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, as a fan, that just sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, it does.
0: I mean, you could be, you you know, for the person that's kind of on the go, you could essentially get a taste of the entire album in that, you know, in in the kind of the manner that like, you know, while you're on the subway or whatever For you
1: guys. What's the best call to action in that type of situation?
0: I mean, the swipe up really. I mean, that's it. So you want to be able to kind of create some sort of like, you know, situation where it's like they're swiping through, um, you know, whatever, an album of 10 songs and kind of liking individual songs. And then maybe like, I mean, one of the things that we do is that, you know, in our platform, we also track um, artist activity on um, on Instagram stories. So we could track like swipe ups, swipe backs, taps or whatever. So you can see if someone likes it, they'll you know they might swipe back a couple of times, listen to it a couple of times, swipe up, um, and then it could be like a call to action, whether it's like sending them to their YouTube page or their Spotify page or whatever their link tree, whatever you cool. want to set up.
1: awesome! It's great for to to be able to hear from your perspective what some of the interesting uses are right now. Let's look into the future with uh, the technology emerging so often, and you're you've iterated a lot. You continue to do that. How do you see the industry changing over the next two years or so?
0: I mean, I I see music as being like more of a global market. I mean, we haven't really even tapped into like the potential of like what continents like Africa have to offer, even South America. There's a lot of um, concentration right now in Korea and like parts of Latin America, which are primarily like Puerto Rico and uh, like the Dominican Republic. So artists like Bad Bunny that are getting really popular and well, you know, that they're they're from like that kind of Puerto Rico, you know, Dominican Republic and uh, but there's other music that's outside that's more in South America, like uh, whether it's Chile or Brazil, um, that I think are going to become more popular. And then you look at other countries like Indonesia, um, India, which is like, you know, the music scene is primarily around Bollywood. Um, And then, you know, the African regions that have uh, that are doing amazing music, but have some of their own kind of tech technological hurdles that they need to overcome. So I think that, um, you know, at least for us, like a big concentration is to kind of focus in on those markets that have huge populations that have their own kind of music that defines their culture that really needs to kind of reach the masses, so to speak, you know?
1: Yeah, that's cool. Another really great perspective from your seat in the industry, which is awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks. For, yeah, thanks for sharing that. What do you have going at Meet'em? I know you guys uh, sponsored a cocktail the other night. Was, you're mostly just having meetings and networking, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're just having meetings and the difference is there's a yacht behind you. So, uh-huh. you know, I mean, a lot of people we meet here, um, you know, it's our opportunity to kind of sit down with the the people that are in Europe, or whatever, and uh, and kind of do some face-to-face, which always is important.
1: Cool. So uh, I'll just kind of like circle back to the top. We didn't really do a full-on uh, intro of Vidia, um, some of the artists you work with. Any, anything else that we kind of missed in in the bio section?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so we we currently represent um, you know over 200,000 artists uh, that we've signed up. Um, some of the artists that we really focus on is like, uh, you know, John Z is doing really well for us. We just released uh, a record with a, uh, Akon and, and well, um, we have this guy Pablo Chile who's based in Chile. That's uh, you know really exciting. Uh, Mr. Easy is another artist we just released from Africa. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all, all all types of stuff, you know, five finger death punch. Um, you know, it, it goes, it goes on and on.
1: I probably should ask that at the beginning cause it kind of contextualizes the conversation because you had some really interesting insights in, in the, in the interview and, uh, then, you know, it's good for people to know where you're coming from as well and that you've got some, you know, pretty yeah. decent sized artists in the mix too. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, our, our big thing again is just really kind of focus on people that kind of really understand their markets, you know, and, and, and kind of service like a specific kind of group of people like, mm-hmm. you know, so. Like I said, whether, you know, in Chile, so Pablo Chile, you know, is is really doing some like some legitimate numbers in South America. And then we look at that and then we, we, you know, we utilize our platform and our relationships to create collaboration, uh, collaborations that then could help bring it to a US market.
1: Awesome, cool. Well, Roy, thanks so much for taking the time during your Meetum visit to talk with us. And well, thank you. wish you lots of the luck at Meetum and hope to see you around soon. Same. Cool. Thanks so much everybody for listening to Music Tectonics. Hit the subscribe button and you will find out about more about Music Tectonics at Meetum and uh We look forward to hopefully seeing you at the uh, Music Tectonics Conference, which is taking place October 28th and 29th in Los Angeles. Find out more at musictectonics.com. Thanks so much for listening.
0: You're listening to Music Tectonics.